And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. My name is Andrew, and uh, I guess I'm uh, kind of your moderator here. I want to remind you to get into your, uh, our socials. Um, let's see, we have a Facebook page. All you got to do is search Music Challenge Podcast, and uh, our Facebook uh, page will come up. Please like it. Uh, and that way you'll get um, all the latest Music Challenge podcast news as well. Um, you want to jump into our group. And I spell, I share some more in-depth inf- information in our group, kind of more opinionated type stuff, kind of different types of music type stuff. Uh, and that's a place where anyone can post to. So jump into our group. Uh, as well, you can uh, actually just go to our download site, which is musicchallenge.fireside.fm. And um, do we have any more socials? Do we? Oh, yes, uh, email. Um, email is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that old thing. No, music.com. I've got a rotary <laughs> phone at home if you'd like to call Here me. Here it is musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Rob, take it away. <laughs> hey, guys. Rob here. Um, Hope everybody's well. Um, hope we're not too long in between episodes, but oh well. Um, Jed, how about you? What's going on, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I we my wife and I got away for my parents uh took my kids for a couple days and we got to escape to to Galena, Illinois, and like I like That's sat amazing. in the sun and meditated, listening to Sound Tribe for an hour. And like, oh. we did all sorts of hiking and like I got her a massage. Yeah, it was like sort of a anniversary weekend, and that yeah, was great. Dope. We came back and like both had a real shitty day today. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> home real hard when you're like, oh, that's, that's not right. How we actually reality. get to live, <laughs> right? Reality <laughs> smacks you in the face. Yeah, I had a brain reset this weekend, and actually a pretty good day at work. I think because of it, but I don't think it's gonna last. Um, and it's, uh, well, we talked about it earlier. I can't necessarily discuss on here. How about <laughs> plant medicine? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sacred medicine. And nice. So, um, anyways, I, I was at a loss for words there. So Kevin, what's no going on with you, man? Ah, just trying to survive the pandemic, but I got to see a little live music this weekend. So it was a, uh, it was a bomb for the soul and it was nice to be out. Did you see real front. quick? Jealous. We, uh, we saw Whitney at uh, at the Adler Planetarium, and it was uh, a drive-in concert, and uh, it was a beautiful night uh, on the lakefront. And Whitney played really well, as did the opener. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Kwaku Collins had a really nice band that hit the pocket, and uh, there were the. Uh, it was an interesting, fun live experience. Um, not sure I would want to do it all the time, but. It had its purpose. It was nice. Really nice so this is out. one of these uh, social distancing concerts in a yes. like a large like drive-in a, venue. Like and I, I, I also I also did a that was the that was the beginning of our long weekend was uh, Billy Strings drive-in concert and that was that's honestly a bunch of- we had it we had a delight we 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 went in a minivan with you know four of our closest friends and just like we came away being like this isn't perfect this is not every how every Exactly. You know, concert can be sure but if this is all there is i'm okay i'm kind of okay with it like we yeah. can we can we can it's do this and it does yeah. the job that's what i'm it's, saying man it's that still is exactly. church it's still right. going and 
having Amen. live music fed to my soul. And yeah. so, like, it does the job, man. Like, it, it worked. You guys should come uh, over so, and check out my band. So you hear the passion oozing from Jed and Kevin's voice about live music. And I know everybody is live music starved, but it is, like like Jed said, like church, like a recharge. It's so many things um, to all of us. Part of the reason why we do this, like sit in front of a microphone and, talk about music for two hours but anyways that's besides the point so today we are recording about um our favorite road trip albums and i i think like un like without saying it unwritten rules it has to be something you can play from start to finish and not have to skip any songs because god forbid you look down at your phone you don't want to do that horrible um, so these are albums you can throw on at a stop, put it on, and basically let it play, and everything is great. Um, sure. And we'll and, talk about some of the similarities in these albums because you can kind of feel it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of shocked at how much I felt it, like after after coming to it and being like, "How does this fit?" Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so, so who wants to talk about their album first? Well, I think I can. I'm happy to do that. I think with, All right, Kevin. Uh, I think yeah, this works. Art, I think the uh, the artist that I chose was Tom Petty, and the album that I chose was Full Moon Fever. And you know, this album it it really hit home for me. It was an album that was put out when I was 15. Yeah, 15 years old by the well when this album came out, and okay. uh, I I was looking back and I I. You know, I saw Tom Petty twice on this tour. I got to oh, see wow. him. Wow. Yeah. I hear yeah. he was incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I got to see him at Poplar Creek with the replacements uh, opening nice. in August. With the replacements so, so opening? For people who <laughs> wow. don't know, that's a, that was a local venue where we're at in Chicago, Illinois. It was a yeah. local venue that uh, no longer exists for one reason or another, probably because it got developed into real estate. It's exactly what happened. Yeah, but it was, a, I mean, it was my first rock concert. It was obviously Kevin's, one of his first early rock concerts, I would say. And it was a special place. It was a great outdoor venue. I don't care what anybody says. I would take Poplar Creek over that dump in Tinley any day of the week. <laughs> what about Ravinia? I always associated Poplar Creek like with Ravinia more. You can't see. Poplar Creek was just kind of a, it was a little hill. It was a little lawn. um, And, you know, they had mid to big size acts in the summertime. And Tom Petty always had great opening acts. So I I was lucky enough to see him there that summer. And the replacements is the opening band. That is unreal. They destroyed their equipment um, at the end of their set. That's what um, they and did. I was I, jaw dropping. I I was just I was unprepared for it. And then Tom Petty's band came on and slayed. It was such a fun concert. I mean, Tom Petty under the stars in the summertime. I don't know if it yeah. gets any better than that, right? No, dude. No, outdoors. Um, that's what f- I think of when I think of music, like outdoors or music that just is like church to me. 
those are the days I imagine are the days outside at Alpine or wherever, you know, Exactly. But those are the and days. So think about this being imprinted on your 15 year old brain. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and so this was incredible to me. So getting to see this stuff live, I mean, these songs, uh, free fallen won't back down. Yeah. Uh, free fallen classics. They're right? absolute like, classics. And they were, drill- I mean, the, yeah. They were drilled so into our head on MTV. Exactly. Obviously, the, the three of us, and I think Jed yeah. would. Tom Petty was a big that. video guy, wasn't he? Dude, he was, and they were yeah. great videos too. Started I mean, with see, Don't I miss, yeah, I, no I think I pretty much missed the whole video side of it. I never had MTV growing yeah, up. He he was wow. a pretty d- dynamic video maker, or you know, always Very. had like big story. You had you know, Don't Come Around Here No More, which is a total Alice in Wonderland. Deal, but he had something before that even that I saw on Friday night videos. It was probably uh, it would have been "Don't Come Around Here No More." Was no, it, it was, was before it that. In Wonderland, it was before no, that. But he's before that. He was saying, uh, dun, "Waiting dun. is the hardest part." That was before the, that. That even. could be it. That, nope. So it, maybe that. it wasn't like American Girl that video of him and his band just on stage, like in concert. American Girl was like off the first. See, that's album. how I always associate him as just like. Someone I would just like see. I would figure that that would be what would hit what his videos would be, and I, maybe that's that happens later. No, on. no, his videos were a complete costume so, story. Type oh, of I'm gonna have to go back and like you know you check it out. You dive down the the, the 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 video catalog. I lo- I love me some old videos. You would enjoy it, dude. They're well done. There's a little story behind it, typically. Um, God damn, he had Johnny Depp in one of his music videos, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that dive. And that? I came up, I'm, it's interesting that, like, the, the the age that you fell in, you know, like, where it where it dropped on you yeah. was so important to you. Because yeah. I feel like yeah, I came once. along and, like, and Wildflower, uh, That's what Wildflowers I was, was my... I was four. It was at ninety four. I feel like it yeah, was yeah. ninety four. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You make me feel. So old yeah, I was fourteen. Yeah. I was fourteen, and like that. That I was like the, that was the grounding me. of me. You know, starting to kind of figure out where I'm going with my musical tastes, and like right. to me. So yeah. that I mean, that probably got me way more deep into like all of the you know all of the 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 Bob Dylan and the you know like. That sure. Wilburys probably got me into that kind of stuff. Like definitely, that. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually, like the dead and jam. Yeah, stuff. like that stuff kind of trickles into all those other places. Yeah. I wasn't there yet, yeah. you know, when I was doing everything else. Right. But like, but that was still like in my head, and I still own that album, and I wore the shit out of it. Like, and I, it's, it's funny. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny yeah. because I associate songs that were on this on your album with that album but it's just because they were so 
those were the precursors that were just so ingrained into right. like society at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Well, and I think both of those albums really complement each other. And if I could make a perfect Tom Petty album, I would dare say it's the front half of Full Moon Fever, <laughs> coupled the back with half of Wild. pretty much all of Wildflowers. Um, who am I kidding? Really? Basically, Full Moon Fever gets you out of the city, and Wildflowers gets you into the country. And yeah, that yeah. five year gap for me of being a fifteen year old on a learner's permit driving a car and being a 20 year old right being driving a car is a whole different experience in life when you think about those five years of growth and all of that stuff right. that happens to you in between high school and part of college most of college some of college and you right. think you figured some shit out when you're 30 or 40 you know you haven't but <laughs> you at haven't. 20 you think you know you're a you wise think you got it soul. all figured. you are right. a second step soul, of learning right? exactly oh, yeah. you know no not knowing what you don't know yet so um Tom Petty Tom Petty is a great litmus test of American music and if you don't like Tom Petty I'm not sure I trust you uh, to be perfectly (laughs) honest with you Um, and I think we may be the last we may be the last generation where that's kind of ubiquitous through all you know all people I think people Jed's age yeah I think I'm at the bottom of that I'm at the I'm at the end of that you're at the very end of that curve and I think anyone younger than you is like Tom who what who and you know, and, and for us, was, that makes me. You right? know what that makes me want to do is listen to a shit ton of Tom Petty with my kids in the yes, car. Because no, that is not no. that has not happened. We listen to a ton of Fish and Dead, sure, and all of those, but we I mean, never Petty, we never hit to Tom Petty. Tom Petty is the quintessential American artist that like touches everyone and it, like he brings people together he's a unifying force he's kind of like dolly parton he's a willie i was gonna say sure. he's a willie nelson he's a dolly like parton. willie nelson in wildflower right? there was there right? were parts because i saw like willie Art. nelson once and there there were moments where he sounded like it but in any case yeah it sounded like willie nelson and and almost like the spirit of new orleans if you can remember that you know sure. like it kind of had this you know you know, kind of rhythm to it, like a train, your train rhythm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and um, you know, I mean, I actually, so that was my first time listening to Wildflower. And, uh, of course, it's got, you know, two or three of the quintessential songs on there. And, but the rest of them are pretty thoughtful. Uh, I will say not totally my cup of tea, Tom Petty-wise. But, uh, um no, it feels it, it's certainly an older and quieter, you know, kind of stroll. It's more thoughtful. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. writes some great lyrics in that on that album too. So Kevin, is this going on like if if you guys were taking a road trip, are you listening to this full moon fever? You're listening to it? I would it I mean, hmm. without question. The sixteen year old me unquestionably, yes. Right. Right. Unquestionably, right. without a okay. doubt. The 46 year old version of me, I would play some of it. Yeah. I would. Okay. Probably, you know, your I, catalog I would, is great. And I would, I, I would also, I would definitely move into the, at least the first half of Wildflowers. For okay. Sure. Yeah. Kind of the first half of this album, basically all the way through feel a whole lot better and then you can basically start wildflowers from there and then you have a perfect <laughs> album i think right yeah uh, uh, 
it's great driving out of the city getting into the country you should you should, you should splice that into a spotify uh, into a playlist For my, you know, one of my all-time favorite road trip albums, if not one of my just general good one, favorite, favorite albums ever, which mm-hmm. is Deltron 3030, uh, came out in 2000, 2000, 2000 and correct. I was 20 and like wow. driving all across the country <laughs> for every reason in the world. Yeah. And listened to, because you could thoroughly abused this album and uh, in every way. And I still do. Like I like this is one of those ones that just has stuck to me. Like I listen yeah. to it like glue. Like it just can't. You probably can't know the it. words to absolutely everything. Yeah, I try. I mean, I try. It's, like, I know, mean, I'm it's almost, deep. I'm like a it's dumb white deep. guy who loves right, this album, yeah. and like I stumble constantly, but I try for it. And uh, and yeah, it's one of those albums that. For me, like it just it fits like any occasion. Like sure. my wife and I'll hop in the car to like go to a restaurant and like this can pop on. Like sure. we can be driving to Iowa and I'll pop this on, like with the kids in the car when they're crashed. And like we will Well it's an hour and fourteen minutes. So that's the entire one. time. Yeah. And it just, you know, like it hits that perfect full on CD. I am a I am a total sucker for like a rock opera. Oh yeah, it's a concept album. Yo, it's 3030. I want y'all to meet Deltron Zero Hero. Not no small feat. It's all heat in this day and age. I'll rage your grave. Anything it takes to save the day. Neuromancer. Perfect blend of technology and magic. Use my rapping so you all can see the hazards. Plus entertainment where many are brainless. We cultivated a lost art of study and I brought up. Which brought brought me back to last last episode, our uh <laughs> <laughs> our dirty little secrets oh right right was a, a blind guardian album which is like a late eight late 90s metal metal band okay and uh they did like a lord of the rings album but that oh, nice we can save that for another time right anyway, <laughs> deltron 3030 Sounds takes place in in 3030 and it, it it couldn't it couldn't feel more like fitting for the time for me it's you know like and it's always felt that way yeah it's pretty awesome the story is like the return of deltron zero right and right. uh to defend humanity right he's like a warrior to stand up for humanity yeah <laughs> yeah because Which it's is a, like this like post-apocalyptic world and that's like now right more than ever right that's Absolutely. like a galactic world no now not just like a planet world it's a galactic right. world correct? so what i what i dug about it was uh as far as far as quote-unquote rap goes yeah i'm actually into some of the really 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 early stuff i'm talking about sure. like that's when i was into it like uh curtis blow uh um that's some really early stuff. Some of the some of the, some of the other stuff I can't think Damn, of. Damn, are the you moment. old? 
sugar, uh, yeah. like Sugar yeah. Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang, Blow. for sure. Sugar Hill Gang, Curtis Blow, the, the people who, uh, oh, Grandmaster Flash. Sure. Uh, the, the people who started it in the projects. But in any case, that's just because I listened to the radio really early. But in, but in any case, um, this guy was an, a descriptive storyteller, like the early rappers, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he absolutely it, has a vision for this world, which right. is... Right, right. And it was awesome. And and the thing is, it and really reminded me of Curtis Blow, the way he tells a story in just about every song, you know, and the and the lyrics are right on top of everything. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're oh, constant. Yeah. And like, they're, <clears throat> they're, it's, oh, go for it. I was just going to say they're constant. They're like clever. They rhyme like perfectly almost every other, you know, line. It's, it, it's really well written so i had heard this peripherally and again folks i'm trying to challenge myself and listen to stuff that i haven't listened to before that people told me to listen to part of our journey and this was a great exercise in that because i knew like thought of is it dell the funky homo sapien right yeah and he was has projects all over the place right but he was like I don't know, and as far as I'm concerned, he was the guy. But I mean, I'm sure the producer and other people also were great on it too. But it seems like almost his vision, and I love the idea of it being like a concept thing. I've been listening to a lot of Flaming Lips, and that is like concepty too. So that's what it. I was like, this kind of reminds me of Flaming Lips, and the fact that it like tells a story, you know. And then it also made me think of tribe too, like people. Oh yeah, just a lot like of tribe. that, like just laid down thick, thoughtful rhymes that told a story, and it was freaking kick ass. I mean, I, I don't the, know. I, I thought it was. Well, and it's it's sort of a it's like it's sort of like a super group. Like Dan the Automator yeah. produced and uh, Kid Koala. Like they they are the other two guys on this thing, and. They all have projects all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they came, they like came together. They wrote this album in two weeks. I think it's crazy. They, like, I read I that. They, I think I the music. I think the, I think the music probably took some more time. But like lyrically, he sat down and he and he rhymed this out in, in two, two weeks. weeks. And it like the flow on this album. Is it's unreal. So like I can't. I I can't, yeah. It's, it, the thing is, it's a true road trip album because like totally. Like, it seems like when you pick a road trip album, you're picking you're picking an album that kind of peels off the miles. You're picking something exactly. that is like somewhat a little bit homogenous in the way that like you know you, you can just put it on, you know exactly what you're gonna get. Right? Yeah, you can, you can sink and that's into it. when like Kev, like early on when we, when I threw this one out there, like after Kevin start like picked it up and started listening to it, he texted me and was like, "Damn, this this shit flows," and I was like, "Yeah, it does." <laughs> yeah, so like this is sound, the perfect yeah. this is the perfect album for like being pissed at your friends on a road trip and just being like fuck you. Let's <laughs> oh, smoke a joint, put this album on and play it for like an hour and a half, you know. Right. It the sound is so pleasing to the ears and, you know, like Jed said, I mean there's a flow there like that Danny Automator sound. Um you and I had talked Jed about the other uh, album that we had listened to that Bombay the hard way that had his. Oh yeah, that shit is awesome. Right. Yeah, you um, turned me onto that one. I was like, holy was, shit! How is this like under <laughs> my radar? Because I, I, 
love most of those projects. Yeah, that was uh, that was sitting on my iTunes, and that's how I had uh, heard about this uh, artist and the automator. Um, it was, but the Deltron project is, I mean, it's amazing. And I was reading about the sequel taking uh, 13 years to manifest <laughs> yeah, like, the just, second project. It just like right. kept getting kicked down. The, like yeah. they, they planned on it like a few years later. And then it just was like right. 10 years after that. Right. They just yeah. released like the instrumentals for this album. So. Yeah. Like, they tend uh, to do that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Which are great. I, which are I thought the instrumentals also, behind like, it were like the drummer behind it. What I thought was pretty, pretty cool. I have said like I'm I'm a huge fan of dropping like a B side instrumental on hip hop. Like I think it's really important for those guys. And it's They're, so these two are really like the, the second one too are really legit. Like they are really really great at what they do. Their craft is good. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's just, really a, just as much of a, of a of a of a play. Like you can just listen to that on a drive too. What's that, Kevin? I I really appreciated getting turned on to this album, Jed. It was I, yeah, me too. I could definitely see listening to it on a road trip from start to finish. Um, Absolutely. In between rest stops, what have you? <laughs> You're right. And and just kind of flowing with that. And like you said, um, the beats the the sound that's so pleasing to the ears will mellow out any uh any tension that's going on in the in the vehicle for sure exactly. it, it was like exactly. you said you're pissed off at your buddies you're like all right let's smoke a fucking joint listen to this record and if you're still pissed then go fuck yourself <laughs> exactly <laughs> that happened to me that literally was the story that like made me think about this album it was like i was i was 20 21 and we were visiting some friends in minneapolis and I borrowed my mom. I had like a shitty old Isuzu Trooper that like was on its last leg. And I borrowed my mom's like dope ass new Forerunner. Okay. And like took four guys and we were all dumb idiots that still smoke cigarettes. And my buddy yeah. flicked one out of the front seat. And it came back around into the back seat. Oh, it happens to every smoker. And, dro- and dropped into the nook. It dropped yes. into the nook. We're driving 90 miles an hour in Wisconsin. And, like, I'm, you know, ripping off, like, off of this road. <laughs> and, like, digging into the back of the car and pulling this butt out. And, like, it burned oh, a big asshole no. that I had to, like, bullshit my mom about. And, you know, that's. Dude. I, I got bullshit about I, that. I got those. I have plenty of those road trip stories. But this literally was, that was the experience after that. I was like, all right, we need to get over this. Right. Let's just do our thing. And we plunked this on and it was like, all right, we're three hours out. And like halfway there, we were good. We're good. That's perfect. Funny. That's the job, man. It's a great album. Yeah, it it really, I thought when I was listening to it, it was like, oh, I could, like Kevin said, it's like, I think I'm gonna listen to this again absolutely <laughs> right absolutely right. i'm excited to hear that drew <laughs> So, so Andrew, what was what was your album? Why don't you go next? Oh. Uh, all right. Um, well, uh, Tame Impala 
inner speaker was uh my album uh my road trip album uh reason jeez uh, you know i could go on um i have several experiences with this band including live experiences and and uh uh and just listening and i gotta say like the first time i saw him i just didn't get it uh which is unfortunate because that was the tour for this album that i am uh choosing and um so in any case uh uh inner speaker it, it was tame Paula's first album um it was i mean frankly my opinion it's their best album uh for sure and um <laughs> pardon me when, when did when did when did this album drop like what like it was it's 2010 is when it dropped so actually 10 years because ago. i am i'm completely oblivious to tame impala other really? than like my kind of casual Tame listening around you guys because I've no I know it's a thing. Tame and then and then like, listening to this album a couple times. Yeah. And Tame it was a it was vastly different. Vastly I mean, different than time. oh yeah. The first time and the second time were vastly different. Um the first time I was like, I don't I it's don't foreign. Sure. at all. Right. Uh it just sounds like an old like sixties record, like a like a kind of washed up band that never got it but like they were like they were were like pretty much on it but like they were just at the wrong time and then i went and took my dog for a long walk today and like put it on the headphones and i was like by the end i was like still like like when i left i was like i don't yeah i just don't really get this and then like by the time i was like walking into my house it started it was like accidentally on autoplay and it just started the first song right. again which is really good right. and i just kept listening to it and was like after like three songs i was like oh shit like it restarted and there was like and that's the that's the connection to that kind of that flow that we were we're talking about i mean that song the first song we're talking about it just, it is not meant to be and uh it's just the thing is to me it just cuts a groove different it's such a great tune too i mean that song so drew and i have had many experience hell um kevin and drew and i have had a handful of experiences with tame impala live um and this album is one that i mean kevin initially turned me on to and it rob you had you had a special make sure you had a special experience with uh Tim and Paula. Oh, I, go ahead, make sure you hit that. Uh, I will. Um, but Kevin turned me on to him, and like Jed said, it was one of those things where it just like catches you one day. And I like music that does that, it almost makes you work 
to like it. Right. Um, and I'm not saying you're not going to drop this album on and, and love it because I freaking love it. Um, but I, oh, I, I, I had seen them once and said after that, I'm like, I am going to see these guys whenever they come in town. I'm just going to see them. It's too easy. There's not enough people here. They're playing small venues at the time we were seeing them. And That's it was big. Right. I mean, it was insane. Um, so a buddy of ours, Nathan and his wife, um, had gone down to St. Louis to see Tame Impala. And it was this small little theater, like probably about Vic's size. And we stayed at this little boutique hotel right next door. And you never, like, I've traveled a thousand times to a thousand shows. Never have I stayed next door to the venue where I'm going to see them. Right. right? It was too perfect. So we have beers. We're staying up in this, like, sweet hotel room. And we realized there's a bar on the roof. We're like, sweet. So me and Nate are like, we're going up there after the show. We're walking next door. That's right. We're walking next door. We're going to see Tim Pollitt's this little tiny theater. And then we're walking back and go to this bar on top of our roof. Right. So we do that. They kill. They're great. And there's a little side story to this. I had made this tame posture. It's so stupid. But anyways. No, so no, one no. Day, we'd love to hear this. Right? One day we'll post a picture. The I, start of your Etsy. I take your Etsy empire. I, I take old. So what I do is I take old rock t-shirts or whatever. T-shirts I like. I cut the design off of it. And then I put it on another t-shirt that's in better shape. Or I like the way it fits or whatever. And I usually contrast. So if it was a white t-shirt originally, I'll put it on like Yay. a blue shirt or whatever. I did that with a Tame Impala shirt. It was one of the early ones I did. My mom showed me how to sew. Yes, I sew, folks. And I make these t-shirts. Well, I had one that I had made out of a Tame Impala t-shirt that I bought in Madison, Wisconsin. It was the shittiest t-shirt ever bought at a concert. And I thought the NXS kick was going to be the shittiest one, but this one was. Uh. <clears throat> so I... I look, I feel the t-shirt. I wasn't going to buy it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to turn this into one of my t-shirts. So that's what I did. Next time I see him, I'm wearing this t-shirt and everybody on the way from Chicago to St. Louis is like, I'd stop and get tacos. They'd be like, man, that's a really nice (laughs) t-shirt. I pull into a sit go. I go in to pay for the gas for Nathan's gas in, in the guy's like, man, that shirt is really nice, sir. I was like, what? (laughs) What? So we we get down there, still wearing my T-shirt, go and see Tame Impala. They kick ass. And Nathan and, and his wife and I walk up to our room. She stays. We go up to the roof. And Nathan's at this point into whiskey and bourbon or something, but he told me to order a pour of that. And I'm not into it at the time, but I'm like, all right, you come to the bar with me, whatever. So, so we're still on a high, and I look to my right. <laughs> And here's Kevin Parker from Tame Impala. Just saw him like 15 minutes previous, like tearing the strings off his guitar for Christ's sakes. And he's ordering a drink next to me. And I look, I'm like, Nathan, it's Kevin Parker. Like, he's right here. And he's like, don't be an idiot. I'm like, I'm not going to be an idiot, dude. So he's ordering a drink. I'm ordering a drink. And I was like, hey, Kevin, Man, I got to say, I've been following you live (laughs) for the last few years. I love your stuff. That was a great set. And my daughter loves you, too. I said, she can name one of your tunes in like four notes. And he goes, how old is she? And I said, and I'm talking about my daughter, Autumn. And she was like six at the time. And I'm like, she's six years old. He says, that's pretty good. He's Australian. He's like, 
I love your interpretation on our t-shirt. And I looked, I completely forgot I had this t-shirt of theirs that I turned into another t-shirt. And he's like, can I show that to my manager? And he did. And Nathan, I think Nathan, where is he from? He's from Australia. That's my bad. Let's just interpret that as Australia. Yeah. (laughs) He said, oh. Cheerio. (laughs) So, so, and then, like, me and Nathan take our drinks, and he walks out, and, like, they go straight out on the open part of the balcony and just start ripping a joint down at the end of the at the end of the deck. It was like hysterical, but he, nice. He was super cool. Nice. Like, nice. Did they steal your idea? <laughs> no, I don't Have you know. I haven't, their merch. I haven't department? looked at their merch merch page. No, but I mean that would be funny as hell. Oh yeah, they've been selling them for years, right? For like fifty-five dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like ah, we stole this idea from this guy. They're making them in America. (laughs) They're 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 making them in American Samoa for Christ's sakes. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, one of the things I love about this album is just like the different landscapes that. like the sound produces because like you can you can totally be in one kind of mode and then it like slips into a different mode and it's almost like you've taken a turn or something like that that you know that you know you didn't expect sure and so you know it's kind of multi-pastel like that kevin what would you what's your input on this well, I think the way that you describe it is very accurate. And what I would think the road trip that you would have to be taking might have to be solo because these aren't, this particular album aren't Tame Impala's same songs, right? They're not really the hit songs. They're, they're early stuff. That's why I like weird, it. Right. Right. And textural. And you could find yourself driving uh, across miles of highway, Absolutely. like you said, Andrew, right? By yourself. Right. And I think the, Rob, when you talked, uh, when I talked to you first about this band, I want to, st- I, I think, I think I might have described it to you as like, you know, if John Lennon were still alive yes. and something like, to that effect. Yeah, like, I, I, heads, I, right? like, did everyone get the Beatles esque type thing out of it? I mean, like the lyrical overlays of the Beatles. Absolutely. I mean, and his voice is yeah, so Lennon esque. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very intentional <laughs> and it's done it very fair. well. It's, you know, right. I mean, it, it is done. It's trying to sound like that, and it does. And you clearly see him distancing that with every album. Absolutely, like he's from that. Yeah, sound I didn't. He sounds like something completely different right, now. Right. And and I mean, it, I get it. Like I've read some backstory geeky crap on Kevin Parker and like his influences and stuff like that because I love that crap about music. But yeah. Um. <laughs> but it, it's. I, I I feel like he's the type of guy because he's uh, he's all over the place too, just like Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Homo Sapien, and all those other dudes that recorded the last album we discussed. But he's like produced and written and 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 done all kinds of stuff studio wise. Um, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, he definitely has. I mean, it's, uh, you know, each album is seemingly taking longer and longer to come out, but I wanted to, the thing I wanted to comment on was Jed's uh, point when he kind of connected with the walk, because although uh, Andrew, Oh, that makes all the sense. Right. As he chose this, the, as Andrew chose this as a road trip album, Jed connected as a walking album as I connected also right. with a walking album because Movement. I was taking well, public fi- transportation during this time. I was sure. listening to this album on headphones and it really connected with me. There, the there is, there is a Jed. consistent drive sonically. Absolutely. And right. so like when I started listening to it, you know, all these albums where I'm completely new to it, I take it and I say, okay, like, let me analyze this. If I'm not particularly like taken by it initially, which I wasn't with this, Okay. I'll sit down and say, okay, like what, what do I appreciate the most out of this out? But these guys are obviously good. This is a taste right. issue. How do I, how do I perceive this music? It's kind of like scotch. And it's as an I acquired was, taste. Exactly. Yes. And as I was, yeah. as I started that walk, that's how I was feeling about it. And then like about halfway through, I was like sonically taken mu- musically, that musical landscape that Drew was talking about. Like right. I very much think exists through that whole album which is right. kind of what that what you need in that driving album right like in right that, i mean you have kind of emotional there's, songs there's a flow to there's just a solid flow to you know all these albums really you have, like you, you have kind of driving songs where like you said it's sonically pushed and, and then there's you know there's also just uh, like jeremy storm is an incredible song it's yes. instrumental So you've been taken through the hills, you've been taken through the woods, and then you have the, you know, you also have like, okay, we're going to get down here. Like I said, it's an instrumental. So, I mean, you have that. And then you have, oh, God damn, what is the name of uh, Expectation? And then Expectation itself, the song is all right enough. And then there's a false ending. And then the instrumental they come out with on that false ending is just fucking incredible yeah i mean it's it'll absolutely it's just like oh this is what this band can do now when i did see them would i you know i saw them twice actually i've seen them you know whatever you i see i saw them at the vic which is a very small venue here in right. chicago and then i saw them at uic pavilion which is a very medium-sized ten thousand seat venue in sure. chicago in any case um i didn't really realize that it's really pretty much all about him you know, when, when I saw him the first time, but he tore it up. It yeah. was just like, I was just like, Oh, their lead singer is pretty good. Then I didn't really realize this is him and his project. Right. You know, I mean, that was, that was going to be my question to you guys is does this band fucking rage unbelievable? Oh yeah. Live. I like, mean, like that's what I came back. Like from that, from that walk like, i was like i had never that, the first time yeah that first time i hadn't associated the kind of the psychedelic aspect of it i was like they're like just doing old shit like there's the strokes they're like sure they're just repeating this kind of thing that's been developed yeah. and then that that threw me back to like uh 
I mean, they, they got worldwide live. Like on the same tour that like Rob and I saw them with the Vic. I mean, sooner than later, they were playing worldwide festivals. Absolutely. Headlining like big festivals. Yeah, they're the Coachella band now. Um, and so in that way, they've, um, they're headlining Coachella. They're, right. They've hit the big time. Right. It's, and it's really is just him, basically. Even yeah. those albums. Those I mean, the interchange albums, players. Right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so those, it's it's like studio. Those dude. guys just play the Some, stuff. No, his buddies. Play. No, he does every single thing in, in the, the studio. studio right. That's the whole problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they play it live, basically. And you know, he's in those like other LCD. bands. Like, yeah. Oh, like that gives me a totally different. Yeah. No, yeah. that's all. Him. That's all. This is like the, this was the first time I was like, I want you guys to teach Dwyer, me about the these guys. Like, I didn't even open their Wikipedia. I like wanted to like know figure it out. Yeah, you guys. yeah, no, it's that's all fascinating. Kevin Parker, and then those kids, like those Australian kids, were just playing. Like I saw him at the Metro. I want to say the first time. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Um. That was a hot, sweaty swill. But like that was a crazy show. I bet. So I might have been that album. Maybe that was that. No, it too. had to be that album. It had to be. I don't know. Um, I don't remember that at it, all. I've never that heard was, of that. That was, I mean, that was early was before it was before the Vic. So, oh yeah. Um, and the Vic was for yeah. the Vic was for, um, his second record. What's it called? That's when we started seeing him. Through. Inner speaker. Or is yeah. Inner, inner speaker. No, no, loners, uh, loners. And that's it. That, yeah. but he touched oh, on I a bunch. Of, that. Yeah. He no touched on a, he, he touched on a bunch of inner speaker. Um, well, I was amazed in how new show, this band was. In those shoot, shows. 10 years yeah yeah i just like i still still releasing i mean not quite the same guitar type music but like as pop music it is fresh it is as as pop music it is fresh i mean i dig it i mean uh, here's how fresh it is andrew my daughter texted me yesterday a link to their new single oh nice (laughs) my 14 year old there you go it's like I had to take her to the, I had to take her to the iTunes and show her how I, uh, geez, I used to play elephant on her drive to school with her in the car. <laughs> yeah, that's a screenshot. She, like, that's a screenshot and frame, her. like a print right. up. Right. Yeah, I horrified her. <laughs> right. But that's who, yeah, that's who Tampa Impala is now. It's all good. The kids love them. They do. Kids love them selling albums. Right. I mean. You know, remaining so current for sure. I mean, even if we're not. Uh, but I, I remember, I mean, I well, not I remember. I mean, I did hear some of their latest album and I was just kind of like, wow, this is, it just sounds cool. You know? Yeah. It's pretty, um, I still think it's pretty neat. It's different, but it's pretty neat. Some other friends of ours aren't so fond of it, but I dig it. And I mean, yeah, Drew, we listened right to this. Rob. I think we listened to that that third album, which I can't remember the name of. It's not Currents, but it's the one. Before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is Currents. We, we listened to that one on the way on the way to Alpine Valley. Exactly, and it was a good, that was a great driving album as well. And yeah. I think at at some point on the way home, you're like, throw that album back on. Yeah. So I mean, it's folks. What we're getting at is this is great driving music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll take you through the hills and through the woods to Grandma's house you go, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, So, 
each album in the guy's progression has progressively less guitar in it. So if you like rock and roll, start at the beginning and kind of move through it and you'll get more electronic and dance oriented. And But it's all very good and very rhythmic and Absolutely. very much fun in the car to listen to for sure. Right on, right on. Well, I tell you what, we're still going to take a break here in the middle. Uh, we're going to take a real quick one. And we are going to play the instrumental after expectation uh, on the way out. Uh, so uh, take it easy. We'll be right back. Uh, uh, we are the Music Challenge Podcast. And we'll talk to you in just a few. We'll see you in a few. And, all right. Thanks. Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Come as close to four as you can, but if you need more or less, that's all right, too. Remember musicchallengepod at gmail.com and you can hear us discuss one of your albums. on the music challenge podcast we have one more album to go talking about our favorite road trip albums and uh it's been pretty fun so far so let's take it away rob so my album the last album is a fine fine album chains addiction uh nothing shocking yes 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 that was and, my childhood right there. And in my journey with this album, and I can remember the first guy that played it for me, he was, a, he was my sister's age, which is three years older. And it had to be, I don't know, what is it, 90? I don't even know what year it came out, to be honest with 80, you. But I remember. I think I was in high school, so. 89. 80, 80, 87, 88. 80. And, um, there you go. Yeah, so it was, was in high school. It was it was soon after that, maybe 89, 90, but this cat played it for me and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I kind of didn't think about it for a while. And then somebody brought it back out like nine months later, ten months later, and I was like, that's that band that Brian played. 
And then that was the point where I looked at it and then it became almost a soundtrack for my like coming out at one point. Like there were Whoa. a hand, handful of albums. Well, it was like kind of when I was Musical figuring, coming out. Well, that and like figuring out shit socially and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Like have, having some luck with girls from here, you know, here and there. And then, but in, in this and many other albums, but it's an album that I still always go back to, always listen to. Great road trip album, start to finish. The the more popular songs that everybody knows, of course. But then the tracks in between are all amazing. One of my favorite Jane's Addiction yes. tunes ever, Ted Just Admit It, is freaking Ted out there. Uh, it's a song about, Ted, about Rob? Ted, it's about Ted Bundy, which is twisted right. to think about. But who's a mass murderer in the uh, southwest part of the United States, right? Right, and the northwest. I mean, it's okay. Seattle, Seattle, too, they they say, and probably all over the place. But anyways, oh. um, and it's not, it's not pro-Ted Bundy, I'm just telling you. It's an awesome song. It's perfectly done. Dave Navarro as a guitarist is a goddamn yeah. like Electric. superhero. I mean, and yeah. he's so rock and roll. He yeah. the perfect freaking like glam a compliment rock to Perry Farrell. Yes, I mean, yes. And it was a yeah. combination. It was it was at the time too. Don't you look at it as like almost like a meld of like different genres that kind of blended together or they blended together craftily um, amongst some other people in Cali at the time too. Yeah. They did represent something new. I mean, Jane says was not Jane says. Yeah. Jane says was the first single off of that. I I, think I believe, I believe so. And, and, and that's when I picked it up, and and it was like wow, because it had that calypso kind of part into it, right? In it too, and and it was like yeah, this is this is definitely. I mean, it had a different vibe to it. Creative, I, you know, creative. Obviously, Perry Farrell is just a different creature altogether. Absolutely, right. I actually saw want Jane's Addiction at a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the festival? Festival at Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza one and two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, folks, Perry yeah. is the one that started Lollapalooza. So yeah. he's a big champion of championing music that doesn't, you know, get exposure. And that was the whole idea behind Lollapalooza, which makes it kind of sick now. But in and they yeah, do seriously. they do their fair share of kind of championing some obscure yeah, but when i saw down it, it low one stage yeah and it was just like it's, fuck the beastie boys were there one time ministry yeah i mean it was just i mean it was like god damn i mean it was yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know what it's turned into and you can call it whatever it's turned into but it was, what it originally was was like was a beautiful was, thing yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's Jane's Addiction pulling out every stop in the book for a live show because it's their festival, you know. I mean, it's Perry exactly. Farrell's festival. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, they were the headliner for the first two years, and well, obviously, it's their show. And and they man. were huge. They were huge at that point too. That was when they were firing yeah. on all cylinders. Yeah. And I hate to say it, like it was. It's like a perfect chemical concoction, and then it goes bad but that's yeah. when they're firing on all cylinders and playing like the motherfucking rock stars yeah there's they a are. moment of break exactly before, you know like a, a moment of explosion before before it, it all crumbles it dude. all falls apart yeah. jerry garcia said uh of the summer of love he's like for about five minutes it made all the sense of the world and then, <laughs> bam and then it closed shut yeah, he's just like for five minutes. It looked like it was gonna work. The Grateful Dead is a great analogy, and this album, being their first, I mean, they blend hard guitar-driven power chord rock. Like Dave Navarro, Absolutely. there's a reason why he's in every band under the sun. He can play right. every single note competently. Like he knows all the notes. Yeah, he, he plays does. them all. He does. He so knows like Ocean Size Up the Beach are pretty straightforward rock tracks. Right. And then wow. you know. Uh, Rob, once again, you hit the nail on the head. Ted just admitted it's like that's where they get Jane Like it's weird, oh, yeah. dark, that's black pure, makeup black. sounds. They're right. really, really deep, cool guitar sounds from Navarro. Like the bass line in that fucking song. Oh, amazing. Like dude. I had to look up the bass player. I didn't know who he was. Chris Chaney. I got to give him a shout out because it's such good bass work on oh, this album. Oh, it's amazing. I did the, it's amazing. the same right? thing, actually. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, to me, okay, I was a metalhead before this, but this truly felt like one of the bands that really pushed the envelope like they and were singing real lyrics about deep dark shit that absolutely made the metal stuff at the time seemed kind of cartoonish right you know? like, almost yeah. contrived yeah. almost contrived junkies, it was a reason to play right? the notes yeah. exactly about being junkies and like right being exactly real. and then dave navarro is shredding guitar behind absolutely. it it's amazing stuff and like stephen perkins is pump full of drugs and doing machine gun drum work absolutely um dude. that song i mean if you've not listened to it start to finish and then summertime rolls is the same oh, like summertime. i could i could have that as my traveling music so for christ's sake the vibe it, oh, in it is tonight's the night by neil young that's it Right. Good point. Like, mm. listen to that album and listen to this top show. It's like kind of a raw, <laughs> like, we're just going to let the tape roll and see where the stuff takes us. And they just nail it. Um, I don't know. It, Mountain Song is a great tune on this album. There's so Absolutely. much. And there's like the, the thing about this album when you listen to it start to finish, the striking thing is the sequencing. It's they, absolutely they it's know, perfect right it's they know how it's to slow absolutely down. perfect it's like right like right when you like you're chilling out summertime rolls it kind of like that's the sweet spot right mountain song comes in mountain song picks that. you back up exactly and it, the thing i'm thinking about is when i was this age 
when this was an album, like this is the time that I'm screaming these lyrics and I'm pumping the fist out the window, oh, yeah. banging the ceiling. And it's like, I mean, it's as balls out as anything <laughs> that came out in the metal era. And it absolutely it incredibly pull it off because Dave Navarro shreds and the band just cooks. I don't know. I, I love they do. The it does cook. I mean, the band sizzles. I mean, the band absolutely. I mean, like, if you're looking for a band to explode, like, this band explodes and, and of the blocks. They capture and 10 years' worth of energy in two albums. Absolutely. And yeah. They, and they, these are two. And, that's it. And Kevin referring to Ritual de la Habitual, which is, I mean, these, I'm splitting hairs when I'm. That deserves I'm, a, a, a mention in and of itself. We could do a whole episode on that album. Abs- absolutely. We probably will. Absolutely. But it's this, like Kevin said, beautifully laid out. Um, and then to end it with Pigs and Zen, I remember when I first saw that video of Perry Perry Farrell and those freaking bullseye black and white bell-bottom pants that he used to wear on stage. And I was like, wait, <laughs> is this the same band that did, you know, Jane Says? Like, and it, it's almost... It's almost like Zeppelin-esque where they do like that rocking shit and then they break it down and do like, you know, quiet. I'm not trying. I know I have to. I know. Just keep going because I get it. But it's like that. It's like that Zeppelin. And it, again, shows you how goddamn hard it is to continue to release albums like this. They're so well-written, so well-produced. Um one after the other after the other and Zeppelin did it like nine times but anyways um it's it reminds me of that it has that flow of a Zeppelin album and I I just I I don't understand how you could miss it but I'm a freak about that shit it's it's absolutely perfect and the thing that was so funny to me about Pigs and Zen the end of it 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 sounds like a Red Hot Chili Peppers tune and yep. everyone copied didn't they try to copy that sound for like the in next 10 years basically <laughs> yes effectively basically. right like that right. exact <laughs> funk rock sound yep. um, and i still remember it, i was listening to pigs and zen an hour before this episode and i remembered every single lyric in pigs absolutely and zen. yeah it's printed yeah. in my brain i know i can every I single can... album lyric on this album it's um i right. love it i feel the same way rob does about it um i can't say enough good things Likewise. about this album it's fantastic it, idiot's it, rule is as applicable as ever amazing amazing um, yeah it's a fantastic I mean, album in a perfect it's, it, trip it, it's like it, it's one of those things that sets the mood you know what i'm saying um and and drew that was another just like absolute must on one of our road trip albums that you mentioned that i didn't even think about but they all have this all these albums would rip miles off the road you know what i'm oh, saying yeah. like oh, you're yeah. not even thinking about yeah the that's fact that, that flow you're i'm talking barely, about exactly like, Exactly. There if I can give a shout out to Neil Young and Crazy Horse, nothing peels off the miles like some mm, crazy oh, horse. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just like oh, the constant yeah. pound. Russ never crazy sleeps. Horse. Yes. Russ never sleeps. Uh, parts one and two, I think. Uh, but uh, oh my lord, does that just 
sneak that on in the same way i guess wooden chips would too oh yeah hell yeah and i i listen to that i've driven back and forth to pennsylvania folks like three different times this summer and i've listened to wooden ships i've listened to jane's addiction um hell i wish i would i wish we would have had this episode before one of my trips so i could have done these all like on a road trip <laughs> pretty good so albums that's, that's all we can do now so why doesn't everybody just jump in their vehicle and listen to these four albums it doesn't have to be in a vehicle like i've i've really been enjoying listening front to back on stuff lately Motion. Like, yeah put put headphones on it's a different experience pay for some decent headphones that you can put you don't even have to pay an, that much. An, an active no, noise canceling on. Yeah, 60, 70 bucks. Right. Buy them. It's yeah. Buy them, connect them to your phone, and sit there and do the dishes in headphones. It's a different experience, and it's magical. It is. It lets you get out of this craziness that we live in. And it's the closest... It, also, it, yeah, it, it's the Just, closest thing to, like, live music right now. Throw on a live record... And and put some headphones on and tell me that's not the closest thing to live music you can experience right now without going to a drive-in show like Jed and Kevin did. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me chime in here just before we wrap it up on Jane's Addiction, just yes. so I can get one spot in. Just I, I I was a completely peripheral like listener of Jane's Addiction. It was it was just like I missed it a little bit. Like I went Pearl Jam and sure. Jane's Addiction. But listening back on it now, I'm like, why did, how did I not, I just was in the wrong basement at the wrong time, I think, because I, like, I kept listening. No one ever played it for you. I'm sitting, yeah, no one ever played it for me. And, like, I was, I'm listening to this album, like, I've I've listened to various Jane's Addiction, but, like, sitting, I've never sat down and listened to an album before. And it was, like, twice through, I'm like, this, the second time through, I was like, this is just ahead of its time like Absolutely. i and, and that's that that's where that whole like didn't people copy it for like the next 10 well, years and sure. the one, I, like i felt yeah. like i had to say that because like copy. every like constantly i was like this is just like this, this is like almost still new this band like, i but, feel like someone would produce this right yeah, now this like, band it's very is, current is very much the generation x's version of velvet underground i think in that way for sure dude. yeah right? that makes sense for kind of sure if you want to talk about junkin music but i mean you know, an underappreciated or when in Rome, you know, a critically appreciated, but um, you know, that genre copied and ripped off later on or ahead of its time. You know, just kind of doing oh, stuff yeah. that was yeah. clearly ahead of its time, and you know, they, and it's not a whole- there's not a lot of Jane's Addiction cover bands out there, and there's a reason for that. Yes, you know? well, exactly. Who, who's your Dave I mean, Navarro? Who's well, your Dave Navarro? Let me see him. Yeah. Let me hear him play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, who's the guy that can play every note? Um, you right. know, but they really opened the door for grunge. They made grunge possible Absolutely. in a lot of ways. They were the bridge between like hair metal and glam, in a glam way. and grunge. Totally, dude. They, they were really, absolutely that bridge. They built a credible bridge between those two worlds in a way that right. landed grunge a lot you know a lot it, it built a runway for it in a lot of ways sonically. it really did it, it, it almost like doors. it uh, almost gave them like street cred you know what i'm saying well like, and they 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 played without a net you know and their right. live show spoke for themselves uh perry was an artist and a performer and like you know we can't say enough good things about the rest of the band Absolutely. like i said they captured lightning in a bottle for when they existed and we were you know it's like watching jordan play in some right. ways 
Um, we were lucky to kind of be there for it and get to see him as much as we did. And I was at, at those Lollapalooza shows as well, those early ones, and to see, you know, first Perry, perform with Ice T, right? First stage. Perry to come out and sing "Body Count" with Ice T. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, they did a "Don't Call Me N Word, Whitey" by Sly and the Family Stone. Exactly, and, and the place was just like dead silent. Wow, twenty nine years ago, and that it was you know, uh, yeah. standing uh, in the crazy, lawn dude. at Tinley Park to that stuff. Right. 29 years ago doing that yeah um and tinley was probably pretty new at that point too pretty new yeah probably five years old something like that because i remember maybe three years 88 or 89 was its first year so um it would only been two or three years old at the time it was new (laughs) and it was ugly and the same way it's always been right um but it was it was great to see right um it was great to see those bands though those original Lollapalooza lineups were just a traveling circus a literal traveling circus yeah well i tell you what why don't we wrap it up on the music challenge podcast we were talking about our favorite road trip albums this uh uh, episode and frankly we talked about a lot of good shit i mean we were talking about uh, jane's addiction uh tame impala uh deltron and guy tom petty it. tom petty man right. i mean Indeed. you gotta get with some of these albums pretty good or at least get with the road trip feel find what find what you like yeah then tell us about it music challenge pod at gmail.com and trust me, I look at that email every day. We do. It's just rolling in like you wouldn't believe. I feel like Santa in Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they're just oh, flooding the post offices. It's, it's been incredible. It's moving so fast right now. Yes, it's right. Because no one else yes. uses the post office. Right, except for uh, followers. <laughs> in any case. So we'll take it easy. Uh Rob? See you guys. Thank you. Jed? Bye, everyone. Kev? Bye, everyone. Thank you. All right. Uh, Once again, take it easy, and we will talk to you next episode. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you.